7.34. Moon Jae-in is the president of South Korea in all but name because he will be confirmed later this morning. So what does that mean for our economy? Let's go a little closer into that side of things before we get into foreign policy and return to the domestic arena later in the show. Professor Young Jun Sok of the Department of Economics at Catholic University of Korea is here in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Um, so what's your take on the result? Are you um, very much... In, is that very much in line with your expectations? Well, within the expectations, uh, Moon Jae-in was always the front runner, so we knew that he had the highest probability of getting elected. And uh, the uh, v- uh, share of the votes more or less came in line with the polls that had been taken before uh, the uh, a blackout uh, last week. So none of it was really surprising. Mm. Uh, I think uh, the uh, people have been saying that economic issues were the most important, but uh, in a sense, it played a large role. I think in a sense that everybody had a large expectations for new economic policy, uh, what kind of uh, economic p- uh, policy positions would the pre- president take. Uh, but uh, I think uh, the uh, defense policy, North Korea policy, also had uh, surprisingly uh, strong influence, though, uh, at the end of the election, and it didn't change the uh, ch- uh, winner. Uh, but I think yeah, well, North Korea held off from any right. nuclear test, which so, maybe was important. Uh, and also, I think uh, what played a lot more role than the uh, technical details on policy is how trustworthy is the uh, candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think even at the end, uh, you saw the, uh, even though uh, people said that they were interested in economic policy, you saw their policies getting sort of more vague and vague as the election time rolled on, uh, but placing more emphasis on how trustworthy they were. Yeah, I guess it just comes down to that general human appeal uh, the final PR push before an election. You don't want to get bogged down in in the important details to you, Professor Young, unfortunately, in a way. But let's now focus on the economy because it is going to be important in judging his success, I would suggest. He's seen as a progressive candidate, Moon Jae-in. He's not necessarily progressive on all subjects, but what about his general economic promises. Okay, well, I think it's fair to classify him as the uh, center-left candidate, which a lot of foreign newspapers have been doing. I think that's a fair classification. Uh, while he does have, uh, while he does acknowledge the very important role that markets play, I think he's also in favor of, at least compared to other candidates, a more bigger government. Mm. So, a more role uh, in government in uh, things like uh, uh, fair competition, uh, in regulation, uh, in uh, employment, and uh, in investment. So uh, at least uh, what he's, the positions that he's signaled so far, I think uh, he has an idea for getting the government in there actively to try to spark everything up and control uh, sort of the excesses of the market uh, more than, uh, say, the uh, two conservative candidates. Um, So we're going to see a lot more appointments of civil servants under uh, Moon Jae-in. I think that that's going to be one of the areas of, of creating jobs. But can he genuinely deliver one, one of those major areas uh, that's appealing to younger people, this idea of 
creating more jobs? Okay, well, just by the fact that he's going to create uh, something like uh, 14,000 government jobs, at least uh, that was one of his campaign promises by the end of the year, and create uh, 140,000 government uh, jobs and uh, 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 810,000 public-related uh, jobs. Uh, I think uh, uh, my students, a lot of them who are working for jobs, uh, will be very happy about that if that promise goes through. Uh, now, there's two problems, I think, with that uh, that uh, a lot of critics have been pointing out. One is, where is, he, where is he going to get money for creating all those jobs? Right. And then the second problem is, uh, uh, the uh, government jobs... Uh, ha- are sort of a uh, in competition with civilian jobs. Obviously, uh, whether you're a civilian company or a government company, you want to get the best worker possible for your job position. And uh, right now, because uh, Korea had the slow uh, economic slowdown for so long, and because there's still a lot of uncertainty, I see a lot of uh, young people preferring government jobs over civilian jobs. So that will make it tougher for. Uh, uh, civilian companies to uh, get good workers to fill their positions, and uh, but uh, and on the other hand, if those government jobs, government uh, the new employees are used for something that is very necessary for the Korean economy, okay, you can justify ha- uh, adding all those positions, but uh, I'm not sure how he's going to distribute those positions within the government. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be very popular if he starts lifting taxes to, to pay for for these promises. But but otherwise, can he stick to his pledge if he well, doesn't raise taxes or, or, or make us pay in some way? The uh, big question is going to be how cooperative is the National Assembly going to be? Obviously, if he tries to pass this type of uh, expansionary government package, he'll, has to, uh, he'll have to uh, draw up a legislation and get it passed through the National Assembly. Uh, now, the good news is... He He's about 15 to 20 percent ahead of uh, the votes received by other parties. So that's a fairly strong, uh, decisive win. But the bad side is he won with something like 41, 42 percent of the votes. So that leaves about 60 percent of the voters who were voting against him. Uh, Now, if the uh, other parties, especially the People's Party, are cooperative, then he has a decent chance of getting these laws through without too much of a problem. Mm. But uh, if the People's Party decides that they really had enough support uh, for them to uh, be more independent, especially in preparation for the uh, next regional election, next uh, National Assembly election, and next presidential election, then if they're not cooperative, well, the uh, Democratic Party only has about 40% of the National Assembly votes. So it's going to be very tough for them to uh, pass their legislation through. So uh, we'll have to see how the uh, National Assembly coalitions work themselves out in the next few weeks to uh, see whether uh, Moon Jae-in's policy will actually come true or not. Yeah, I, I guess the shoe's on the other foot now when we think about some of the major conservative policies that have struggled in the National Assembly in recent years, for nearly a decade. But another more recent hot-button topic has been struggling exports specifically to China over the Thad dispute. The thing is the Democratic Party had sent recently a delegation 
uh, of officials, uh, lawmakers to China, try and smooth things over. What do you expect to happen now on that front? Okay, well, uh, if you look at the uh, this year's trade numbers, uh, the uh, trade to China actually went uh, up by something like 17% in the first quarter. Uh, and I think it also went up by something like 13 or 15% uh, in April uh, compared to the same period last year. Yeah, so, so, so actually the, the reality hasn't been matched right. by what everybody's expecting anyway. So China has been very good at selecting uh, targeted uh, industries uh, for them to... Uh, stage their retaliation. Uh, the uh, Korean exports to China are mostly intermediate goods. Uh, there's only about 5% of Korean exports to China are consumer goods. So mm. most of these goods are actually what China needs to make their own exports to uh, export to other countries. So unless they decide to cut back on intermediate goods, which means they're hurting themselves as well drastically, uh, I think uh, China will continue to sort of uh, push for that. I'm not sure. I don't think the uh, change of party will make that much of a difference to them. What they're interested in is the withdrawal of the THAAD system, uh, not necessarily with uh, changes in the uh, domestic uh, Korean uh, ruling party. I mean, certainly tourists from China have fallen, though. That, that's one fact that has been b- borne out. Right, so uh, you don't necessarily think, unless, unless we see Moon Jae-in backtrack on THAAD, you don't think that uh, China is suddenly going to back off? I don't think so, at least not until the station, uh, the uh, situation changes. Uh, the big change here, was, there's two factors. One is what is uh, Kim Jong-un going to do. Mm. I think if, he's, uh, if he stages other weapons tests, and those are fairly successful, uh, and if there's enough uh, international pressure on... Uh, trying to do something about the uh, North Korean weapons development, then China may have no choice because they'll have to go along with uh, uh, retaliation on North Korea and that may be considered a part of that by the international community. Uh, And also the uh, second wildcard factor is what Trump is going to do, which no one seems to be entirely sure about. Speaking of which, we've also got another big issue, the free trade agreement, which uh, is possibly going to be renegotiated. This is the Democratic Party that had been very much against the FTA in the first place with the US. So how do you see negotiations going if they do get underway? Okay, well, you have to remember that Moon Jae-in's mentor, uh, the ex-president uh, No Mu-yeon, he's the one who started the chorus FTA. Uh, so uh, that was a very strange political time when the uh, uh, president... Uh, went against his own party to uh, uh, start negotiating and try to pass the uh, chorus FTA. Mm. And Moon Jae-in has stated that uh, he wants to uh, maintain the chorus FTA as is. And I think that's sort of the default position of uh, most of the uh, major parties. Now, on the American side... uh, uh, right now, uh, Trump is putting on very strong rhetoric on need to uh, eliminate or re- uh, modify existing agreements, but he sort of punted. Uh, he asked the Treasury and the USTR to uh, write reports, and it, they're going to be uh, not be going to be finished for about another four to five months. So I don't think we'll ex- uh, we can expect any major moves on that front until those reports are finished and digested, and then. Uh, because 
Americans have been getting a lot of uh, good out of this chorus FTA as well, at least in some industries. Example, beef. Uh, I think Korea does have some leverage. So I think what's going to happen in the end is they're going to concentrate on very sensitive uh, industries such as steel and automobile. Uh, The United States is going to pressure uh, Korea into exporting perhaps less steel and importing more U.S. cars. But uh, right now, um, my bet is that it's not going to be a major revision or uh, nullification. It's going to be modification in certain industries. Well, we uh, will be watching that closely and these issues so important for us as we are dependent on foreign partners for exports. Uh, Very useful to have your analysis, though, on the China front, not what we read in the big headlines, actually. Um, In terms of the the bigger picture here, the success of Genomics, Moon Jae-in's economic policy, he's he's inheriting a situation that's already quite positive. The Cosby Index is breaking its own records daily. We're seeing growth forecasts slowly lift up towards the 3% range. Will he want to change things too much? Uh, Probably not. I think that's sort of... uh, figured into the market to begin with. As you mentioned, Kospi is doing very well. Kostak is not doing as well, but it's still been rising for the last month. Uh, and uh, I think uh, that really didn't, the uh, rising trend didn't really change with, uh, well, Moon Jae-in has always been in the front, uh, been the front runner, but when the balance between the other candidates changed, it didn't really change the stock market very much. I think that's because while the uh, candidates here have been on sort of a strict uh, spectrum between, say, active government or uh, uh, smaller government, uh, their policies for the most part have been middle of the road. Mm. What what uh, difference in policies they have are mostly marginal. Uh, So uh, Moon Jae-in will... expand the economy by having more government jobs. Antersu uh, will do it by having more uh, government subsidies for jobs in the private sector. But the underlying goals as well as the results seem to be roughly the same. And I think markets uh, c- consider that, which is why we had such a uh, bull market for the last uh, month, in addition to uh, the uh, variables such as exports getting better. Professor Young, thank you so much for giving us that broad overview today. I think we will be honing in on specific issues, how we're going to meet these welfare promises, uh, for example, in the coming days, and we'll hear more from Moon Jae-in and his uh, new administration on that. For now, though, Professor Young jun Sok of Catholic University of Korea. Thank you. And stay with us. Sport coming up next.